It is Wednesday, October 18th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Phillies route the Diamondbacks, take a 2-0 series lead. And week eight of college football gets underway. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Phillies 10, Diamondbacks might as well have not even shown up. The Astros will look to get back in the series tonight. Game three of the ALCS for Marlington. And college football is underway, but I think for once... Baseball is the lead, Scott. Yeah, the Phillies destroyed the Diamondbacks 10-0, as you mentioned. Started early with a Trey Turner home run in the bottom of the first inning off of Merrill Kelly. And then Kyle Schwarber homered not once, but twice as the Phillies cashed that team total in the first five. But the Phillies never looked back, and Aaron Nola did what you expect Aaron Nola to do. Six innings, only three hits allowed, no walks, no runs, seven strikeouts. The Phillies take a two-games-to-none series lead. This postseason, they now have a plus-31 run differential at home. Only one other team in baseball history finished with a postseason of a 30 or more positive run differential at home. That was the 2007 Boston Red Sox. Yeah, you mentioned uh, at the start Kyle Schwarber hitting two home runs, and he has, with that performance last night, I think solidified himself as the most prolific home run hitter from the left side in postseason history. Yep, ties Reggie Jackson for the most uh, left-handed home runs in the postseason. But here's the difference. They both have 18 postseason home runs. Reggie Jackson did it in 77 games, 281 at bats. Mm-hmm. Schwarber did it in 60 games, 197 at bats. Yeah. This is an insane postseason run that Kyle Schwarber's had to start his career. I say start his career, but <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just this guy is a menace. The, the, and the Phillies team just, they, they have 14 home runs in their last four games. It's the most in a four game postseason span in baseball history. So you would think, wow, the Phillies, I mean, they're just dominating with their bats. I got news for you. The <laughs> arms have been good, too. The lowest ERAs through the first eight games of a single postseason, 1983 Orioles, a rotation that featured Jim Palmer, uh, 1.23 ERA. Nice. These Phillies, 1.39 ERA through the first eight games of the season. That's absurd. Uh, so... This, this is the most complete team going right now. Uh, they've got some guys who strike out. Doesn't matter because the rest of the lineup will pick you up. Like mm-hmm. hey, there, there's, there's not a lot of weaknesses here. They're a much better defensive team than they were. Uh, the pitching is, is outstanding right now. The, the, the bats are hot. This is a team that's going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, and you look at the Game 3 matchup. Right now, McKenzie, what's the price in this series? Phillies are going to be an overwhelming favorite to win this series. But before we get into that Game 3, which comes your way on Thursday, uh, what is the, ser- the series price right now for the Phillies over the Diamondbacks? Minus 750. Feels like a value, though, honestly. I, I Scott, are the, are the Phillies going to sweep this thing? That's it, that's where it feels like it's headed. It 
feels like it is headed that way. Uh, Brandon Fodd is going to get the start in Game 3 for the Diamondbacks. There was a thought that it could have been uh, Ryan Nelson, but Nelson came in in relief. Uh, Nelson could also possibly get the uh, Game 4 start. He only threw two-thirds of an inning, threw 29 pitches here, so it's kind of like a bullpen uh, a throw day, if you will. Uh, but it's going to be Brandon Fodd getting the start for the Diamondbacks in Game 3 at home, and you would assume it's Ranger Suarez for the Phillies, as Suarez has been the third guy in this rotation behind Wheeler and Nola. And Phillies, I would have them favored on the road right now in Game 3. McKenzie, is there a lineup for Game 3, even though the Phillies don't have an announced starting pitcher? Yes, Phillies are minus 130. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I assume it's going to be Ranger Suarez, don't you? Yes. Yeah, so, I, I mean, if that's, a, let's say that's 75% the case, then, yeah, I, that feels like maybe even a, a short number. And the Phillies are just, every way you want to play them, it's hitting. Uh, the past two games, I've played the over one and a half runs in the first five innings, and they've cashed that each time. Now seven of eight playoff games, they've scored two or more runs in the first five innings. So they're just absolutely dominating early. And it's because you mentioned Kyle Schwarber, having him at the top of the lineup. It, it, when you start a game, usually you're, you're trying just to get in the flow of the game as a starting pitcher, but you have one of the most dangerous hitters in the league up against you to start the game. You can't groove over a first pitch fastball. Zach Allen found that out the hard way. But you can't pitch around him either because Trey Turner's on deck. And then he hits a home run. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's, it's an incredible lineup. And for, again, this is the best team in Major League Baseball. I say it each and every morning, but they're the best team in Major League Baseball. And the bullpen is lights out as well. So even after the starters who have been incredible uh, exit the game, you have closure after closure after closure. And they didn't even use their best arms last night. I mean, Jeff Hoffman, Matt Strom, uh, and Kirkering were the pitchers last night, which means that it was going to be extra rest now for Sir Anthony Dominguez, for Alvarado, and for Craig Kimbrell. So if it comes down to a situation where Ranger Suarez is in trouble in game number three, the Phillies are going to tap into that bullpen early, and then you're going to have these elite bullpen arms being able to shut down the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is not a good situation for Arizona to be in, but hey, they're a young team. Congratulations, you got this far. Phillies are going to sweep this series and they'll advance to the World Series. Plus 270 if you want to bet the sweep. I think that's good. Or you could just plus 270. Am I better off just doing a mechanical with the next two games? Doesn't feel like it. Now the minus 130 and uh, plus 270 feels like a good deal, right? Well, but uh, let, let's say mi- let's say minus 130 in both games. Then you take your you take your uh take your 130 to win 100. Now you're at 230. Well, let's, you- let's not speculate. The old parlay calculator, it's plus 215 to do minus 130 both times. Do you think the Phillies will be a bigger or smaller favorite in Game 4? Assuming they're going to win Game 3, which you have to do when you're doing a correlation. Depends on the pitching matchup, and I don't know who, the, who both teams are going to throw in Game so 4. So plus 270, even if it's in the same range, is going to be value, actually, yeah. compared to a... What about minus 2.5 games? Do we think it's 5 or less? That's minus 110. Oh, my gosh. So, like, that gives... The Diamondbacks can win a game, and... And, yep, and you're safe, and you still got to... I like that, yeah, a I would lot. That, yes. Because that means Zach Wheeler would pitch that, that fifth game. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so it, and it'll probably Taiwan Walker in Game Four. Yeah, I, I, I don't see a world where the Diamondbacks win more than one game here. No, one game at home, maybe so, it, and that's minus one ten. You yep, said, man, I like it. Oh, that's minus good, two and a half games. Let's lock that in. That's a, I think that's a consensus best bet for the show here. Is Phillies under uh, and under five and a half games? So yeah, I don't, I don't see how, I don't see how the Diamondbacks win more than one. I don't think they do. 
Uh, the American League Championship Series will resume tonight. Game three from Arlington. The Rangers with a two games to none series lead over the Astros. Max Scherzer coming off the IL to make his first start since September 12th as he will get the ball for the Rangers going up against the Astros and Christian Javier, who in his one postseason game against the Minnesota Twins looked incredible. Five shutout innings with nine strikeouts. Yeah, Rangers minus 130. I, I think this is a, a DraftKings dog of the day spot. Uh, Astros I'm with in you. A, in a, what feels like a must-win game here, and they're throwing Scherzer, but I, I don't think either one of us feel like Scherzer is going to pitch you know, more than a couple innings. Uh, and maybe one time through the lineup and who knows how comfortable he is. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Javier has been strong, but probably besides Verlander, the most trustworthy guy in this rotation for the Astros and the Astros have just raked in Arlington this season. I mentioned six and one, they've almost doubled them up from a score standpoint, 62 runs to 33 runs in those seven games. This has been one-sided baseball in Arlington. So, uh, I, I think the the Astros are able to get this game three, and if they don't, they might as well just go home because it, it's over for them. I don't think Scherzer lasts long. Right now, up on the DraftKings Sportsbook, his prop is 12.5 outs recorded. I don't think he gets more than three innings. I think he's only going three innings tops because not only do I think that Scherzer is not stretched out. Is that out, juice to the under? No. It's juice to the over. What? Yeah. Not only, this, is, this is too much name recognition here. Scherzer's not going to be stretched out enough to go deep into this game, but I also think that Scherzer gets absolutely rocked. The last time he faced the Astros was back on September 6th. That was in Arlington. So where he's pitching here tonight, he went three innings in that game, allowed three home runs, gave up seven runs on six hits. He got absolutely rocked the last time he faced this team. And I think he's going to get rocked again. So what's the uh, what's under twelve and a half? What's the juice on that? It's minus minus one ten. Minus one ten. Yeah. Minus one twenty on the over. I I have to play this. Mm -hmm. I, I got I got to. I mean, we don't you know we don't live in a state where we can, but it might be worth driving to Arizona for that. I like that a lot. Yeah, and his strikeout prop is at four and a half, which I don't want to touch it because no, he could strike out the side. You know, yeah. it, it it happens. I was looking at the strikeout prop for uh, Merrill Kelly last night. I didn't touch it. But I was like, eh, you know what? I don't know if I like it. Four and a half, maybe the under. I mean, Josh Towers was like, he, he was thinking about the under. And then he had he had two strikeouts and then struck out the side in like the fourth inning or whatever it was and pushed his total up to five. So it's like it takes one inning. That's all it takes is one inning. And Scherzer's capable of having that one inning. But I'll ask you the question that I, I asked Josh Towers, and I, I believe I even asked you yesterday on yesterday's show, what's more likely to happen? Scherzer goes six shutout innings in this game tonight, or Scherzer gets rocked. I think Scherzer, Scherzer getting rocked. I, I think that's more, more likely, likely to happen. We 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 haven't seen him pitch in over a month. I don't know how healthy and how strong he is. All it takes is one throw and that terrace muscle in his shoulder and yeah. his back. And if there's to any, act up, if there's any kind of discomfort, it's not like they're going to say pitch through it. Like they've got yeah. a two zero lead in the series. It's yeah, you know what? We'll we'll let's sit down. Yes. We'll figure something out. That 12 and a half outs prop just feels too good to be true. Yeah. I, I mean, go I, under. I, I, you got to. I mean, I, I'm He's with you. Three innings, one time through the lineup. I think, I think so. I think I don't think they want to let him go through the lineup a second time. And if they do, it might be like, I, I don't even know. I, it, like, do they, are they going to let him see Jordan a second time? I don't believe it. So, and and if if you're, if he so gets, he only gets like Altuve and Bregman and that's it. And then they pull him. I, I think so. But even then you're saying that. 
he gets everybody out. And you know what? If he if he's twelve up, twelve down, <laughs> maybe maybe we're wrong on this prop. Yeah. I don't think he will be though. I think they'll touch him up. I think he'll walk some guys. Uh, I, I I think that he's going to get that pitch count up. The Astros are a patient team. Uh, yeah, I I think that they they they're going to have him on a very strict pitch count, and I could see him getting touched up a little here. So I think he'll go one time through the lineup and then go Altuve Bregman, and then they'll pull him before Tucker and Alvarez. I think so. You don't want him to face the lefties. Uh, let me just look real quick at his. Although uh, I don't know that Tucker's going to be in the same spot in the lineup that he's been. I I would expect him to get dropped in the lineup. He's str- he's struggling. All right, so you put Alvarez third then. They've, yeah, but they've they've talked about moving Tucker down, so they, that wouldn't shock me. Okay, uh, Scherzer against the uh, Astros batters in his career. Um, let's see, Brantley's hit him the most. We talked about this with the three home runs. Uh, Bregman only one for ten. And Altuve four for twenty six. So I think that that's the way it's going to work. He's only he's going to go one time through the lineup, and then he's going to face Altuve and Bregman yep. at the top. They're not going to let him face Al Jordan a second time. I agree. So go under twelve and a half outs yep. for Max Scherzer tonight. And I'm with you. I'm on the Astros. We'll make it our DraftKings dog of the day. Astros plus one ten to capture Game Three tonight against the Texas Rangers. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness, and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it, and it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time. For no additional charge, find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Conference USA Tuesday happened yesterday, and you know what? Maybe better games than I was expecting. Uh, Jacksonville State gets an outright win as a dog, 20-17 to winners over Western Kentucky. 
Austin Reed held the 250 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, Webb, quarterback for Jacksonville State, 146 yards mm. rushing. Uh, had his way with that Western Kentucky defense. Liberty Bibbity, 42, Middle Tennessee, 35. I thought Liberty that was going to be over. able to get some separation. They could not get stops early, late, anytime during the game. They had a hard time stopping Middle Tennessee, so could never really get away from them. Do not cover the 14 and a half. One team who didn't have a problem getting separation, South Alabama, 55 to 3. Just complete domination of Southern Miss. Uh, that leads us into Wednesday's games. We've got two of them. Sam Houston State, 0-6, 0-3 in conference, mm-hmm. laying five points at home against Florida International. That's how you know we got a good game, okay. baby. Mackenzie, can you run this in our database? Uh, we have <laughs> An 0-6 team that's a favorite? An 0-6 team that's a favorite? I, I would love to know the numbers on that. I, I'm going to guess that the numbers are that the 0-6 team that is a favorite covers – more than 60% of the time. I would bet. Uh, and I, I'm. This feels like a system play. Yeah. I, and I, Sam Houston's the side that I would lean to anyway. So if I were looking to make a play on it, it would be on the 0-6 Bearcats. What do you see, Mac? So it's happened 20 times since 1989. <laughs> Those teams are 10-10 and 10 straight up, but 8-12 and 12 ATS. Oh, so oh bad. No. Wow. So, so 0-6 teams that are favored? Well, can, can we narrow that down to favored at home? It's not going to make a difference. They, I mean, I would assume they'd only be favored at home. Yeah, that's true. No, uh, seven and eight at home. Wow. Neutral yeah. site games in there. Okay, so. Uh, not as good as I so thought. Florida International is the play. All right, well, good luck. I'm not I'm not touching. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a seven and eight trend. It's not exactly yeah. screaming, flaming. <laughs> uh, and the other game, New Mexico State at UTEP. Not very far between these two schools. Uh, New Mexico State favored by three on the road at UTEP, who is just a mess right now. New Mexico State's typically been a fade team for me, but I don't think I can do it against this UTEP team that's just the wheels are falling off here. I think I'm going to go with the over because New Mexico State's defense is one of the worst in the country, and I feel like anybody can score on them. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the 47 and a half seems low for a team that just, you know, uh, like um, it, it, have you ever – remember in the Mighty Ducks when Goldberg gets really upset when they're playing the Hawks the first time, mm-hmm. goalie, and he throws his pads down, and he just goes, you know what? Here, just take the goal. Just take it. <laughs> and he, like, lets them put the puck in that. I feel like that's New Mexico's defense. They back off away from the line of scrimmage like the Eagles did against Brees Hall and the Jets and said, you know what? Just take the touchdown. Just take it. They're 4-2, and two, though. Listen, they did give up 41 points to UMass, which is pretty embarrassing <laughs> in hindsight. But the last few weeks, 13 points allowed. 17 allowed. Okay, wait, read, who was the opponent in the 13 points allowed? Uh, the 0-6 Sam, Sam Houston, Houston State. State. Okay. Uh, Florida International, who we just mentioned. 20 <laughs> points to Hawaii <laughs> and 17 points to New Mexico. So uh, I'll just say they haven't played the strongest strength of schedule either. So uh, not, but, but per EPA, it's one of the worst college football defenses. Yeah, so this, is, this should be a really ugly game. Can't wait. Guys didn't want to believe me. I talked to you about Marc-Andre Fleury playing in Montreal an hour away from his hometown of, uh, what was it, Sorrel Tracy, Quebec? An hour out. An hour out of Montreal. And this could be, this could have been his final game ever playing in Montreal. 
So he had over 20 reported family and friends in attendance. You looked up his stats playing in Montreal. We talked about it last uh, yesterday morning. Now 12-6-3. Now 12-6-3. Marc-Andre Fleury goes out and allows two goals on 29 shots. The Wild defeat the Canadiens 5-2. His save total last night was 27.5. He made 27 saves. Nice. So if you played the under, it was under. But if you played the Wild to win the game, you cashed as the Wild come away with a 5-2 victory. Uh, other game uh, that I gave out on pregame.com was the under in the Islanders game between the uh, Islanders and the Coyotes. Now nine of the last ten games between the Islanders and the Coyotes have gone under. So we look at the goaltending matchup, Ilya Sorokin and Carol Vamelka. And Sorokin is a guy, I know we talk about this a lot in baseball with home road splits for pitchers. Well, home road splits for goaltenders are real. And Sorokin, ever since they opened up the UBS arena in Long Island, or on Long Island, as they say, Sorokin is now 34-15-7 at home. He had a 2.0 goals against average and a 9.33 save percentage prior to last night's game. Well, he stopped all 14 shots he faced as he pitched a shutout. Against the Coyotes I last can stop night. 14 shots. 14 pretty, shots? Pretty much anybody can. Even Goldberg can stop 14 shots. <laughs> uh, but the Islanders do win one to nothing. So keep an eye on that. I mean, they're just, they're a different team at home because Sorokin is a different goaltender. Well, not that he's not bad on the good bad on good on the road. I mean, so two and oh for Scott. So the NHL segment three is now a three and oh. Now the Scott cashes. Let's recap. Let's celebrate. All right. I'm just... What happened was I also played the under Coyotes team total two and a half because of Sorokin. Well, that, oh. They only scored zero goals. Exactly. That's you know, a winner. I, what, what, I didn't, played what, what I didn't play last night was VGK. Was VGK. VGK. You talked me out of it. VGK. You the, cost me money. The Golden Knights are now the first 4-0 team in the NHL this season as they defeat the Stars in a shootout 3-2. VGK having to do it in come-from-behind fashion as they were down 2-1 to one in the third period. William Carlson tied the game at 2. No one scored in overtime. And then the winner in overtime by Jonathan Marchessault gave them the win. Mac, let's do some, uh, let's do some quick research here. If a team is 4-0, right. what, what are they on pace for for the season? Uh, 4-0 straight up. So you yep. convert that to ATS. You convert that to YIN. Uh, that would be 82-0. and 0, and 0. That would be probably the best team of all time, right? That would beat last year's Bruins for best regular season of all time. But the only difference is we would actually win the championship because we're a championship city. Yeah, 82-0-0 I think would be the best record. That, that'd be a time. record. Yeah. That would be the record. And that's what they're on pace for right that's now. What, the Knights are on pace oh my for gosh. right now. That's yes. unbelievable. After winning a Stanley Cup, they said, can you raise the bar? <laughs> the answer is yes. Yep. Yeah, they didn't listen to the owner of the full thing. It was like two years we're going to make this playoff. Six years we're going to win the chip. Seven years we're going to go undefeated in the regular yep. season. Yep, and so, I mean, we're well on our way. Yeah, the only 4-0 team in the NHL. Uh, other undefeated teams in the NHL. Colorado Avalanche are off to a 3-0 start. That's nice. <laughs> Three's less than four. Yeah, come on. Three is less than four. They beat Seattle 4-1 last night. Uh, Vegas already did that. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bruins are uh, 2-0 to start the season. Congratulations. Two paper Tiger. Does that, exactly. Is two still half as many as four, Mac? Is they're on like... pace to win actually the exact same amount of games. Okay. But, we, but we, they're we... halfway. They're yeah. Like, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. And the Islanders are off to a 2-0 start to start the season. Okay. So congratulations. But the Knights are the only. 4-0 and o team 
in the NHL. All right, just two games on your schedule tonight. We have the Capitals at the Senators. Ottawa, a minus-165 favorite over Washington. I got to tell you, I really do like this Ottawa team. They're young. They're fun. They brought in some veterans to to help with the the scoring output. They put up five goals against the Lightning in their last two wins over the Lightning and the Flyers. Ten goals scored, four goals allowed. They're home again, third straight home game here against the Capitals. I think Ottawa continues this run here and and, and gets it done again. Plus, Washington, I'm not a fan of this season at all. Uh, Goaltending matchup likely going to be uh, Jonas Corposalo for Ottawa and Darcy Kemper for Washington. And then on TNT, nationally televised game, the Penguins will take on the Red Wings in Detroit. They call it Hockey Town. Uh, Pittsburgh is minus 130, likely going to be Tristan Jari in net for Pittsburgh. Ville Husso getting the start for Detroit. Detroit's another upstart team that I am high on after losing their opener to the Devils. They have won two straight games, including a 4-0 shutout over the Blue Jackets in their most recent game. The Penguins, 2-1 to start the year after dropping that surprising game to the Blackhawks in their opener. They have won two straight as well. Some NFL news and notes. The Philadelphia Eagles acquiring some more talent as Julio Jones signs a one-year deal to play for Philly, reuniting him with his former teammate in A.J. Brown. Do we think Julio Jones has anything left in the tank? What what PFF say about Julio Jones in his last season? Because it feels like, if I'm, if I'm recalling it right, it was like, oh, Julio Jones still out there? That would be... Uh, I'd be surprised if there's much juice left in the, in that one. But what are they asking him to do? He, I don't even think he's going to be the third wide receiver. Is he? I mean, they haven't gotten a lot of Devontae Smith. Like maybe they're asking him to be like a mentor. Maybe maybe they're asking him to go and and you know be more of a, an emotional leader on the in, in that wide receiver room. Well, he's played with AJ Brown in Tennessee. Yep, and he also played with uh, uh, Zacchaeus. Yeah, who they were together in Atlanta. And Zacchaeus is going to be the third wide receiver because Quez Watkins is on injured reserve. So it, the, the four wide receivers that will be on the field likely are going to be Smith and Brown and then Zacchaeus and, and, and Julio Jones. Mackenzie, you have those PFF numbers on Julio? Yeah, he had a 65 grade in 2022 with the Bucks, 74 so average, before right? that. Yes, it's not – they say it's below average, but they grade everybody kind of bad. So it's, it's really average. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's the only year in his year that – it's only a year in his career that he was – Average or below per PFF, so it's probably a bad trend line if you want to project forward. Listen, the guy can get out on the field, make a couple of catches, uh, share some things that he sees in the film room. I don't hate it when players like this sign. I, I don't, I, but again, I don't. I'm not rushing to pick him up in fantasy. Right. Gronk <laughs> scored two touchdowns in his last NFL game. Like you only, you only need one or two opportunities to make a difference in the season. I feel like it can't hurt. Uh, looks like the 49ers think that Christian McCaffrey has avoided a major injury. Uh, yes. At least that's according to Adam Schefter. McCaffrey has an oblique and rib injury, underwent an MRI on Monday. Um, and it looks like, as well, Trent Williams and Debo Samuel have a chance to play in Monday's game as well. So maybe not as bad of injury news as, as we thought. My question is, why do people go to Adam Schefter and wait for San Francisco 49ers news when they can listen to this show and I told you all three are questionable. All three are going to play Monday. I told you this it's yesterday true. morning. I tried to tell you. Yeah. I, I, maybe you just don't have the reputation Adam Schefter does. I, I met Adam Schefter. I said, how do I get where, where you are? And he didn't tell you, he did he? He did not tell me. No. He kept those secrets. Uh, elsewhere. He said, get more cell phones. In, <laughs> yeah. In more uh, 
more pressing news, like more immediate news, Trevor Lawrence says his knee is progressing really well, and he believes he's going to be able to play Thursday night against New Orleans. And we saw it this morning, Scott, the Vegas market instantly reacted. Now the Saints are only one-point favorite. They were a field goal favorite before this news. There you have it. People jumping on board now with uh, the idea that Trevor Lawrence could play in this game. Well, while I was bragging about my bets, I might as well uh, tell you how you can jump on board with a bet that I have tonight. For ALCS game number three, it's up on pregame.com right now, and you could get a discount on that play. Really, you can get a discount on any play you want at pregame.com. Well, how do you do that, Scott? Well, I'm glad you asked. You go to the website and you use our promo codes. Now, we've been giving you promo codes each and every show. We give you one, and then after a couple of days, we give you another one, but sometimes you miss it. You know, Listen, we expect you to listen every day, but I don't know if you do. I trust you that you should. Do. You should. I mean, our numbers show that you're downloading it, so I, I hope that you're listening. And if you don't, I mean, like we have to question how smart you are. Yeah, but you're, you're missing out on an opportunity to save some money. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to repeat the promo codes for you, okay, because this is uh, one of your final opportunities to use it. Goal 10 is going to save you $10 at pregame.com. Anything you want on the website, daily best bet, Weekend or all access, seven day all access, whatever. Ten dollars off any purchase using the promo code Goal Ten. Now, if you've been listening for the past couple of days and you said, "Scott, I used that code already," all right, I bought AJ's college football card on Saturday. He went nine and four, right. nine and three. So you're yeah. swimming in money. You shouldn't have to save money, is what you're saying. Well, I'm just saying, but you still can. You use the promo code already, and I'll say, "All right, you know what? My hockey's been on fire as well. Three and zero last night. Baseball." Now twelve and zero in the postseason, we're feeling good. I thought you were fourteen and one. That's series bets included. Okay, right, right, right. Okay, twelve and zero game individual game <laughs> picks, Mackenzie. There you go. Quit <laughs> arguing with him, Mac. And fourteen straight winners, by the way. Since my first bet was the Rays series that lost, fourteen straight winners after that. So Man, nice. We feel good about that. Puck fifteen, in honor of the hockey season. Puck fifteen. It's going to save you fifteen dollars at pregame.com. That's more than ten. That's more than ten. Because if you used puck 15 last week, now you use goal 10. But if you used goal 10 and you didn't use puck 15 because you weren't listening last week when I gave you this coupon, well, now you get an opportunity to use it. Basically, we just gave our listeners $25. We said, here, just take the goal. Just take it. (laughs) Goal 10, puck 15, two promo codes for you to use at pregame.com. If you've already used one, use the other one. Save some money. We are also still accepting entries into the Beat Fezzik NBA contest. All you got to do is go to pregame.com, click on contests, and click on the Beat Fezzik NBA contest. Uh, McKenzie's going to have NBA picks coming up. He's got uh, you have uh, season win totals out, right? Absolutely. NBA win total game of the year is up. Buy it. Yeah, and you can save $15 or $10 using our promo codes. How about that? That would be wise. And McKenzie, what, 57% NBA for three straight years? Unbelievable. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. You, guys, if you're getting a season-long package, McKenzie's NBA package is where it's at. Like, I, I truly believe that. He has been – I mean, again, if it was just one year, I'd say, eh, okay, it's one year. Back-to-back years, what McKenzie has done is unreal. And yep. there's no one capping, capping basketball. Really, there's no one capping any sport – as successfully as McKenzie's handicap basketball NBA the last two seasons. So uh, the NBA I, I, tips off despite me thinking that it's Christmas. Uh, the NBA season does tip off less than two weeks away. So we'll be all over that again. Pregame.com. Use the promo codes PUCK15 
or GOAL10. If you've used one, use the other. If you haven't used either of them, use them both and save some money on the website. For Mackenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.